Hey, Danelle. Hey, Richard. We're back hosting You, Me, and CBD. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. Season 1, Episode 6, the one where we talk about myths versus facts. Danelle, here we are again. We're back. We're back. How are you, Richard? Good, good. You know, I was just looking over some of the interesting uh, stats that we have from our, our, our great podcast, You, Me, and CBD. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. People all over the world are, you know, checking us out. Tell me what place, what country stood out to you? I have to say Slovenia. Oh. That's really cool, right? Do we speak that? No. <laughs> I'm so sorry, folks. You know, I, I, as I was looking through here as uh, on some of the lists, I, I just appreciate our listener in Waterloo, Iowa. That's true. Waterloo. Waterloo. Shout out to you. Hello. Hello. So yeah. let's begin with our new, our new episode of You, Me, and CBD. We have the panel back. We do. We have Doug Burgoyne. He's back. He's the pharmacist. Jeff Dunn. He's also back. He's also still a pharmacist. And last but not least, we have Blake Smith. He's the chemist. Our subject for today, I think, is uh, one that will be uh, very fascinating for you listeners, particularly for the ones in Waterloo, Iowa. True, true, true. Or in France. The, uh, the subject is called Myths versus Facts. We're going to debunk them all, right? We, well, we're well, at least six to... of them. Let's do it. So the first one that I have is... Is all CBD the same? Is it created equal? That's a myth that it is. Uh, all CBD is not the same. Uh, there is differences in concentrations. There's differences in what uh, is in or what is not in uh, the particular product. Uh, there's differences in dosing. Uh, there's differences in uh, route of administration. All, uh, all different things that lead to differences in efficacy and potentially drug interactions and other things. Uh, Blake, would you like to jump in on that? When you're thinking about medication, you want to think about it in terms of efficacy. And when you're thinking about efficacy, it has to do with, you know, in traditional pharmaceuticals, we do everything based on dosing. And so you figure out uh, purity and a milligram per kilogram, and then you administer that way. When you're making CBD, you're actually extracting it out of the plants, like you would many other things. But how you extract it, what you do with that extract, has real implications on, on what that final product is going to look like. And so, you know, if you're extracting with hydrocarbons, you know, and I'm not a huge fan of hydrocarbons, but you'll leave a residue. You'll leave a hydrocarbon residue on, on, on your final products. And even if that meets certain, you know, compliance, you know, ratios for the FDA, it doesn't change the fact that it's still there. And so how you, how you treat your material is extremely important in what you'll get out of it. And I think it's also important to note that there are products out there that are hemp oil, for example. Yeah, uh, hemp oil is confused with CBD. There's really no therapeutic benefit to hemp oil. Um, and there are a lot of products out there that have really, really low concentrations of CBD. And that's one of the things we'll talk a little bit about is dosing. Uh, but uh, that's that's something that needs to be understood and uh, demythified, if you will, is that uh, you know the dosing is is really important to, in order to see benefit. And so you just can't walk in and buy any CBD product because there may not be enough CBD in it for it to work. Uh, 
it, can I throw on to that a little bit, Jeff? That's such a really good point because so I'm, I'm going to get a little specific without trying to get too complex here. So after you extract your material, you're left with a crude oil. And ultimately, you want to continue to process that crude oil to amplify the cannabinoid content. You do that through a process called distillation. And it's very similar to the way that you would distill at an oil refinery or an alcohol uh, refinery where you're making different grades of alcohol. The reality of the matter is all oils, plant-based oils, have light oils, medium oils, and heavy oils. Light oils is what we talk about when we think about hemp oil and hemp seed oil. These are light oils that do not contain cannabinoids. Cannabinoids tend to sit in that medium chain area, medium oils. And so somebody who says, I have a whole bunch of hemp oil, typically speaking, you will not have any therapeutic benefit associated with that. And if they're making their cannabinoid oil and they claim that it's hemp seed oil or something like that, they've thrown it back in. It was not naturally part of that original so if it's just hemp oil, is it less expensive if it will just be hemp oil? Yeah, typically it's less expensive. And also, if it's really inexpensive, chances are it doesn't have a high enough concentration to make it active. Well, it's less expensive, but in, on one hand, it's more expensive because you're paying for something that's not going to work. It's not going to so work. So it's a complete that's waste right. of money. <laughs> so it's actually very expensive. Well, and that's what folks are buying on Amazon and other places like that. They go into the store, whether it's a grocery store or a barbershop or wherever, they see something that's really inexpensive, and they buy a lotion, for example, and it has hemp oil in it, and they think, oh, I've got CBD. But really, they don't. They just have a very moisturizing, very lovely product that really doesn't have any therapeutic effect beyond the topical effect of moisturization or whatever else they're trying to get from Well, there's a myth right there, is that as of now, as of the date of this podcast, uh, you cannot buy CBD on Amazon. Well, great point. Right. It's just, it's just hemp oil. So if people are buying it there, they're not getting what they're what they're trying to get or hoping they're going to get. All right. So let's move to the next myth that there are absolutely no proven facts that CBD helps. This is where the <laughs> eyes of our chemists just got really, really large. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no proven facts. What are you talking about? <laughs> As a scientist, I have to say that I live in a realm of facts and things that are testable. And the fact of the matter is there is lots of data. There's a whole lot of data. Um, everything we know about endocannabinoid receptor system one, endocannabinoid receptor system two, um, all of these things, individual uses of minor cannabinoids, everything we know about CBD and how it affects each of those systems. Like this is not something that somebody just pulled out of nowhere. Right. In fact, there are medical journals that are being given out now in med school to doctors for them to start assessing whether cannabis is a, uh, is going to be an effective medication for future patients for certain conditions. And so and I know that for a fact because I have one of those manuals and I've been reading it a lot lately because I'm interested to see what they're teaching in med school around, around cannabis and cannabinoids. So is it that journal or the actual CBD that's helping you sleep? <laughs> a little bit of both. It's a little, a little dense. Bit. It's a little okay. dense for sure. Okay. But, um, but the science is pretty new. I mean, yeah. we talk about it and we've talked about this in the past where uh, you know, hemp is not new. Uh, you know, it's been around for millennia. Uh, CBD and cannabis are not new. They've been used by generations, obviously. Uh, but the real hardcore science and the medical literature that is, that is or the, the, the medical evaluation that's being done, being reported in the literature, 
is pretty new. Yeah. Uh, and to your point, if you were to think about a drug like aspirin or something along those lines, um, we have not gone through all the FDA testing that we have with aspirin as we have with CBD, like meaning that we have not done all the things right. with CBD. And, but it's coming. But it's coming. Yeah. A yeah. new drug comes out on the market. It's approved by the FDA. They've done a ton of randomized placebo-controlled clinical trials That's right. uh, in different populations. And that type of clinical evaluation in science is relatively in its infancy for CBD. That's right. And I have uh, two clinical trials scheduled for this year. So, um, so I'm hoping that we'll get some really cool data out of it. Right on. So the science is there, yep. um, and it's supporting the the information that is out there in terms of effectiveness. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's effective for everything. Right. So, right. It, so we're going to get more randomized control trials and other data, more scientific data moving forward. But there's a ton of anecdotal data. There's a ton of case studies there, which are which are valid in and of themselves. And right. but I think there's to your point, there's varying levels of of data. So. Uh, I, I, I think we can talk a little bit about where the, the most data sits and the uses of CBD. And we've talked about that in other podcasts. So, you know, there's a ton of data for uh, the use of CBD in pain uh, to help people sleep and to help people's anxiety. Um, but then there's, there's other varying levels of, of data around like migraine, um, Parkinson's, uh, cold sores, right? So there's just, there is, there's just a ton coming. Um, but there is, we, people need to understand that there is uh, a, high, a fairly high level of data behind a lot of these uses. Well, and that's the amazing thing. Um, when we think about the uh, clinical trials uh, around the supporting uh, the data around that, they're not really strong yet. As Blake, as you mentioned, you're working on it right now. But we can't uh, help but, uh, uh, but see the effects that people have when they come into the store when they use it for the first time. It's pretty astounding uh, when someone rubs some of the balm on their shoulder that's been aching for weeks and they get relief pretty fast. I mean, as medical professionals, we're trained to be very skeptical about anecdotal evidence and patient-reported outcomes, uh, but this is an area where you just can't deny it. It's working. Okay, so that leads us right into, to, is a little CBD enough CBD? I mean, it's a myth, right? You can take just a little bit and you're going to be great. Well, that's, you know, that, that myth was started by the guys that were selling crappy CBD. I mean, forgive, forgive me for the, well, it, it, the Yeah, term, the hemp oil but, and the, yeah. you know, the stuff in the shops that had low, yeah, no or low concentration of CBD. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, you can walk into uh, clothing stores in the mall and um, appliance stores and buy CBD. Uh, and it's not expensive. 15 bucks, 20 bucks. And uh, what you're getting is a few milligrams of CBD, but probably not enough to really do anything. So those sheets I saw in New York, the CBD sheets, like you sleep in them, that's not going to do too much? That would be awesome. Oh, I wish I could just cozy up in a CBD bed and (laughs) sleep all night. (laughs) It's not how it works, unfortunately. Well, when you think about taking medications... Uh, typically speaking, I wouldn't take an Advil and cut it into an eighth and take an eighth of an Advil, right? Or even for like a Tums, I don't think I would take one-tenth of a Tums, right? It just, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense because it's not going to do anything. That's a great way to look at it. Well, that's, and that's a great point. So we just talked a little bit about randomized control trials, you know, with, with drugs and where we're heading in the CBD market. Uh, when pharmaceutical companies are developing drugs, 
one of the first studies they do is what's called a dose ranging study, typically, where we don't know what dosing is, is, is going to work on a drug. So, you know, early on in, in, a, in smaller numbers of patients, there's a wide range of dosing that is administered. And then once the, the dose is kind of set or, you know, we kind of know what dose is going to work, then we move into larger phase trials. So this is very similar is that, uh, you know, there's there to Doug's point, there was a lot of junk out on the market that didn't have a lot of CB low doses. But what we've known and what we've learned over the last couple of years is that you can push the dose, you can push it effectively, but you do need to get to certain uh, minimum doses for the drug to work. But I guess it makes sense for us to say CBD, like everything else, is really individualized yep. uh, to the person. Uh, so for some people, a little bit will go a long way. Uh, but to your point, Blake, it's probably because they're a pretty small person anyway. You know, if you have low body weight or uh, your metabolism is such that uh, the CBD stays in your body a little bit longer, uh, then, it, then a lower dose is going to work fine. But for most of us, we're going to have to start out with a, with a reasonable dose, which we've described as being at least 25 milligrams if you're taking it by mouth. A day. Um, uh, per day, and then it goes up from there. So it's... Uh, uh, so let's just be aware that it's that it really depends on the person, and it depends on what you're using it for as well. Yeah, that's a right? good point. So. Well, well, and you know that's all accounted for when we talk about scientific studies as well, right? I mean, you look at your normal standard deviation of how many people this dose range is going to be effective for, right? And so you don't tailor a drug to account for a hundred percent of people. Well, that's right? true. And so right. and so you know when we think about Advil, the reason why a certain you know, concentration exists 25 mg per pill, and then they recommend 50 milligrams for certain types of conditions. In my case, you know, I take about 400. And so I'm a little tiny person. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I take, I take, usually it requires a lot more medication for me. So to your point, you know, it, it, I would find there would be some people that small dosing would work for, but for the average person out there, if it's not 25, it's probably not doing anything. Yeah. So yeah. at least start with that, and uh, we can titrate up to effect. Yep. Uh, we shouldn't be worried about that. We shouldn't be concerned about that. It's overall very safe, and it, it's common. And we just need to find – we need to start with at least a minimum effective dose and go from there and find the right dose for us. That's right. But, but go up. It's safe. So next we have the next myth, which will be – CBD is psychoactive. Oh, man, who doesn't want to get a good uh, high from something? Amen, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, our listeners will be so disappointed to find out oh. the CBD is not psychoactive. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Richard. <laughs> so it, it's really interesting always having this conversation with people because, because it's derived from cannabis. They assume that all the molecules in there all have this effect that's going to make you high. And that's just really not the case with CBD and many of the other minor cannabinoids. In fact, the thing that I think is most interesting about most CB, good CBD products is it's not so much you notice uh, an immediate, like, I feel like a million bucks. It's I can't normally lift my shoulder, my arm above my head. And then I'll, you know, I always have this pain. And then all of a sudden I've been on CBD, you know, and all of a sudden I raise my arm up and it doesn't hurt. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I feel so much better. Or I have a terrible sleep, generally speaking. And then all of a sudden I'm taking CBD products and 
I had an amazing sleep. And that's the thing that I think is more interesting. Whereas if you're taking, you know, THC, you're stimulating dopamine and you'll have a high effect. CBD does not produce that same high. Um, one last thing I will say about this that I think is important. When we say psychoactive effect, we're talking about altering um, mood states versus it is active in the fact that it works in the synapse. So to say that it doesn't work in the synapse is probably not correct. Well, I think that's right. I think that's even a myth of a myth. Right. Is that, I mean, I guess you could say, so to, so to Doug's point, it's, it is psychoactive in that it helps with central disease states like sleep and anxiety and other things, but it doesn't give you the, the bad stuff, the high and the, and the other things that you typically associate with, uh, with marijuana. Right. You're not going to be uh, eating, uh, you know, munchies on the sofa all day because you're just so wasted. Instead, you're going to be more active and uh, you're going to you're going to feel like getting up and doing something instead of being worried about, uh, you know, how much something hurt or you just can't function anymore. So it's uh, so it's 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 an amazing medicine, uh, if we can call it that, without any of the negative side effects. Next myth. CBD cures everything. No. That's true. Oh, I was going to say that's true. Oh. Ah, all right, fine. It's not you true. Can, it you is start, and then I'll, I'll throw in. It is a myth. <laughs> it is interesting to see how many people say, uh, uh, and you read it usually in like a newspaper or something, or an industry newsletter uh, where someone says, man, I had blank. Uh, cancer or whatever, and cancer, and it and it cured me. Or um, I mean, I don't I don't want to point out anybody specifically, but there is a very popular game show host uh, who has, um, has claimed that CBD cured his cancer. Um, that's hard for me to believe. Now I believe that there are uh, some benefits to CBD, and that eventually we'll find out which cannabinoids uh, have positive effects in cancer but I don't know if we're there yet. And, and I would be very clear in saying that, you know, if something works for you, go for it. Whether that's lavender, whether that's oh, yeah, sure. CBD, what, whatever your, your thing is and it's working for you, I don't have any, any problems with that whatsoever. What I would say as a scientist is that I'm looking for something called a mechanism of action, meaning that I can trace a, a response to taking a medication. Like I can measure what that is. And so in the case of certain compounds, I have no way to determine what its actual effect is. Like if somebody says to me, I don't know, you know, my turmeric cured my, you know, tumor. There's no way scientifically for me to like evaluate that on a dose relationship. But it might have worked. It may That's have worked. That's the amazing thing. It may have worked. But but scientifically, I can't do anything right. with that. Right. And so CBD does have a lot of known mechanisms of actions, things that it will affect and will be helpful. Um, but if somebody comes to me and says, you know, it kept the aliens from talking to me, I, I don't know how to evaluate <laughs> that. Um, so, so what do we know? We know that it works for pain, that it's great yep. for inflammatory pain. It's... It's excellent for neuropathic types of pain. Um, so that's good. We know that it works for anxiety. Yep. Um, and especially the last couple of months, uh, we've had a lot of folks coming in 
uh, who have felt more anxious. In fact, there was just an article in the paper this morning about levels of anxiety increasing over the last month and the way that it's exhibiting in people who are now working from home or who've been thrown out of their normal routines. And CBD will help that. And we also know it's pretty good for sleep. Um, not the knock-you-out kind of sleep, but they get a more restful night of sleep and be able to return to sleep quicker during the night if you are like me and have to get up in the night from time to time and get back to sleep and have a, and have a better night. And then there are a lot of areas where we're starting to see where it's having a pretty cool effect. Um, but, we're not, but, but we're still finding out why it works in those theoretically things. you're right i mean theoretically without going too deep blake i'll probably ask you this i mean we know that there are uh, cannabinoid receptors throughout our body on immune cells uh cns right i mean they're literally like all over our body right so yep, that's right and theoretically as science evolves you know we're probably going to learn a lot about this but yeah uh without getting too deep obviously on this but for example and and we're going to break out now and talk about, you know, the devil's lettuce for a second. You know, we're talking about marijuana. Um, there is a lot of a lot of implications around THC, Delta 8, and Delta 9 um, for cancer patients that those will actually affect NK cells or natural killer cells that are used for your body's natural mechanism for hunting cancer cells. Does that mean that THC kills your cancer and fixes it? No. But what it does mean is there is an implication that having a um, having cannabis can affect your body's natural immune uh, system for fighting cancer. CBD even more so seems to have a lot more implications at being able to adjust your body's natural state and being able to absorb and have a lot of good functions. So there are many myths that we've talked about. We have one last one. CBD is not legit. Yeah, I think there's a perception that it's uh, sketchy, another word for it. And I, I think if you look back two, three, four years ago, you could probably make that argument. You know, it was available in a lot of weird places. Yeah, it was kind of in the fringe shops yeah. where uh, not everybody felt comfortable going. So as science has evolved, uh, more scientific people have been become involved in this and the study of it and the distribution of it, I think that's changing. Um, there's still, as we've talked about, there's still a wide range of, wide range of products and quality, uh, but there are scientists heavily involved in this, and there are, are good places where you can go to uh, feel comfortable in that you're getting the right stuff and clean stuff and pure concentrated stuff, and you can talk to professionals like chemists and pharmacists. So it's, uh, it's definitely, it's not, there's, there's no reason to feel like you're sneaking around when you're using CBD. I mean, it's a legitimate, you know, proven drug. And, uh, but you just, again, you need to be careful that you're going to the right place. Well, exactly. I mean, I think the reason that we built Farmer and Chemist, if you haven't been into the store, um, we'd love for you, if you're available, uh, to come check it out, or you can look at us. What if I'm in Waterloo, if Iowa? <laughs> well, then please come and visit. We would double welcome. We'll, face, we'll FaceTime you. <laughs> we'll, we'll FaceTime you. The, uh, but we, we've tried to demonstrate that in the store, where it's bright, it's full of windows. Uh, you walk in, and the design is nice. The look and feel is very comfortable. So we're trying to say this is mainstream type of therapeutic uh, not something that you buy from the scroungy shop uh, that you'd be embarrassed if your neighbor saw you walking out of. Um, 
and uh, and it's and so it's. I would say, Richard, you're right. It was fringe. Some people still feel like that, but that is definitely a myth, and we need to bust that and say it's not fringe anymore. It's mainstream, uh, therapeutic benefit kinds of product. But it comes back to what we've said all along. You have to get the right dose. You have to get good quality product. You have to get it from a place you can trust. And you have to use it in order for it to have a benefit. One thing I think is super interesting is how many people come up to me and like they'll be like, I want to show you something. And you always wonder, like, like, oh, oh no. what's, what's about to happen? <laughs> oh, right? you should see the things we've seen in the pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And they'll pull out like a little tincture of CBD or something like I've been doing this and it's been helping you know and it's just like it's okay you don't have to hide your tincture it's it's really all right but to your point Doug it needs to be a place you can trust <laughs>